Hi there, welcome to our podcast for College Catholics, where we discuss faith and spirituality from a Catholic perspective. I'm Father Patrick, and we've been talking in previous episodes about the sacrament of marriage, which is one of the two sacraments instituted by Christ to serve and to build up the church, the other being holy orders. The sacrament of marriage helps build up society, particularly a Christian society, and it helps in the sanctification of the faithful. So today, so that I'm not always talking alone, I invited Ben and Amy Erickson, who uh, live here near our family center in Michigan, to give their witness about marriage and why it is a great thing to be married. So hi, Ben. Hi, Amy. How are you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having us. Yeah. How, how, what have you been up to recently? Yeah. So we recently traveled to Rome and we're both students working on our doctorates. Oh, wow. Very good. Why don't you introduce yourselves a little bit? Tell us uh, your name, where are you from, what you studied, and what you like doing <laughs> in, your, in your free time. Yeah. Well, I'm, I've grown up here in Michigan, as you've said, in South Lyon, so not too far from here. Incredible. So Incredible. very grateful for your guys' ministry in the area. Um, but yeah, I went to Sacred Heart Seminary, never as a seminarian, but as a lay student studying philosophy. And then eventually I went on to graduate school at Catholic University of America. So Sacred Heart in Detroit. In Detroit, oh, yes. Wow. Yeah, major awesome. seminary. Yep. And then uh, went to D.C. Uh, for a bit to, to get my master's and then um, I'm working on the doctorate. So I finished all the classes and all the language requirements and so working on the dissertation now. So, so that's a doctorate in? In philosophy specifically, but also virtue is kind of the area that I'm choosing to write the dissertation on. Wonderful. Awesome. You, Amy? Yeah. So I'm also a, a doctoral student. I grew up in Indiana, uh, not too far from here, about four hours away. Near Indianapolis? Uh, no, closer, a little bit south of Gary, okay. Indiana, okay. Um, so the northern side. Yeah. And uh, went to Christendom College in Virginia for my undergrad. And then from there, went to graduate school. I study English literature uh, at Catholic University. And that's where I met Ben and then moved back here. So yeah, I guess you read The Lord of the Rings? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite movie, favorite book. Uh, yeah, it's very far up there. That's good. Very good. And what do you like, what do you guys like doing uh, and on your free time? Any hobbies that you do, like running or biking or, or reading? I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Well, lots of reading. Uh, we like taking hikes and just getting outside in nature, um, kayaking, kayaking, being outdoors. Yeah. yeah. Anything outdoors, really. Uh -huh. you know, I do all um, fishing, hunting. Uh, Amy does uh, no hunting, but a little fishing, but she always outfishes me when I go. So all uh -huh. my training goes uh, for naught because she's got the, the <laughs> luck. So, but uh, it's Wonderful. good. Wonderful. When you hunt, what do you use? A bow and arrow or a gun? I'm more of a duck hunter. So waterfowl, uh -huh. so more shotguns and stuff like okay. that. Just got into that more recently, but I enjoy just being outside. and Wonderful. Um, Wonderful. Well, very good. Well, uh, thank you for being here today, uh, joining us, you know, uh, in this episode and my idea is always to uh, encourage young people to look up to marriage, right? So how long have you been married? Why don't you tell me a little bit of how you got to know each other? And uh, yeah, when did you get married? Yeah, we've been married for just un over a year. So a year Wonderful. and like uh, one week. So Oh, wow, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, pretty close to our anniversary. So we're very grateful for that. Awesome. It's been a good year. So it's nice to be in South Lyon and, and, very good. and together. So it's very and good. Amy, how did you get to know each other? Yeah, so we met at grad school in D.C., and I kind of love the story of how we met. Um, so during my college um, years, I had started praying the Novena to St. Therese every year to find good friends. Uh -huh. And that I asked St. Therese to send me a rose, and it wasn't a literal rose. It was just kind of some sort of sign that right. 
who I should be friends with, who I should work on cultivating a friendship with in the upcoming and year. And Ben appeared dressed as a rose. <laughs> Not exactly. Um, but I was praying this novena, and I noticed Ben, like, day one of orientation, thought he was cute, wanted to get to know him. And then as, like, the semester started, I started seeing him at daily mass at the National Shrine. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, new grad student, also faithful Catholic. I saw him going up and talking to various people after mass. I'm like, okay, I want to get to know this guy. And then one of my friends from college happened to be visiting me. We were going to daily mass before she had a business meeting. I had classes. And right after mass, she walks directly up to Ben and says, well, hi, how are you? And he's like, how on earth do you know my name? Mm-hmm. Um, but turned out she had dated one of his friends from high school, knew he was mm-hmm. at CUA. And uh, we got Incredible. the three of us got coffee the next day. But as we were walking back from that coffee date, the day before Teresa's feast day, uh, Rebecca, my friend, turns to Ben and says, so I guess there'll be no more white roses, uh-huh. which was a discussion group that he had led while he was in high school. And so it was, I was like, okay, I, I definitely want to be friends with this guy. And <laughs> over the years, that friendship gradually grew and we started dating. And then, yeah, continued from there. Wonderful. Wonderful. Any any uh, additional information from your side, Ben? <laughs> no, it's just a, a long time. We were friends for a long time and then eventually started mm-hmm. dating. So it was a very gradual process. Um, but yeah, that's that's how we met so a while ago now. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, that's, that's great. Um, and how did you know, apart from the kind of sign, how did you know that each other w- was the person you wanted to marry as opposed to m- some other person? Because sometimes yeah. there is that question, right? Uh, is there anything you have to look for to know that this person is the one you want to marry? I don't know. Well, I think uh, kind of going off what I just said, it's, it's gradual, you know, like it, there wasn't like a, a light bulb moment or anything, but as I grew to know Amy more and discover her character and realizing that um, her character and who she was is something that something I aspired to be like and something that also worked well with me. So it was um, more of a gradual recognition of who she, who she was and who her character was and that it worked well, with who I am and who I felt God was calling me to be and who uh, in that prayer uh, and in that discernment, that process, you know, that I mm-hmm. could figure out, okay, this is something that um, God is calling me to marriage. And then obviously God is calling me uh, to a date and eventually marry Amy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say that we we both kind of talked about how just kind of the other person fits into our life, into our, our character. And that um, I was discerning religious life for a while and I visited several communities and beautiful life of the sisters and seeing how they love and serve our Lord. But there were some things that parts of my character and gifts that God had given me that it was like, okay, I really love studying literature and I don't see how that, how that gift fits with some of these communities I've visited Mm -hmm. and meeting Ben in grad school and some of the experience he had experiences he had had in the past um, and some of the ways that he challenged me to grow um, just really fit and helped me become even more of a person God was calling me to be that nothing else I'd experienced had. And so the way that he helped me to grow and helped me to grow closer to God was part of how I knew. Wonderful, wonderful. So and some, uh, of course, some people, you know, after dating and when you're about the time that you have to start, you know, thinking about uh, proposing and then getting married because you can't be dating forever, you know, uh, then some people get anxious, right? So you're anxious uh, at the moment, uh, the marriage is coming close. So have you noticed that yourselves? Or in others, and what would you say to couples or young men and women who are either dating or already engaged, and they start feeling that anxiety? Is it something that is somewhat important? It's it's something common. It's depending on how serious it is. What would you say? 
I think it depends on the discerning the, the source of the anxiety. If the source is over, okay, is this the right person? And you can locate, well, um, certain aspects of their character that you find concerning. Well, maybe then that, that's something to, to reconsider and something to, to put more discernment into or right, to look into it. Right? Yeah, exactly. So if it's about the person's character or um, you see something that might be concerning, that's something to, to take, I think, seriously with, within context, but, you know, to take, you know, seriously. But if it's just about, um, you know, concerned about making such a big commitment, then, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some of that, that that's good. It is a big commitment. Of like, course. It, so I think that there's something there that, um, you know, that that's normal. But I think that if you've done the proper discernment and taken that time and that prayer, then um, you can kind of rest in the peace of knowing, okay, there is this anxiety and I'm never going to be perfectly ready for, for marriage, you know? Mm-hmm. And so kind of realizing if you've done that discernment that, if you're anxious and want to do well, it shows that you you do want to do the sacrament well, that you want to live um, a holy life with your spouse. And then you can trust that God's going to give you that grace if you've discerned that well. So mm-hmm. I would say identify where the anxiety is first, and then that kind of indicates how you can respond to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess in my own case, that there were moments kind of in our engagement leading up to the wedding where I was like, okay, for most of my life, I thought I was going to be a religious sister and now I'm getting married. But remembering those moments of like, no, I have discernment as well. I've I've visited these communities. I've perceived this. I've been praying about this. And remembering those steps of your discernment along the way. And if some of those steps, again, like Ben said, kind of raise some questions of like, okay, well, maybe this person isn't who I thought he or she was. Right. Or, or maybe that this thing is more important than I thought it was. Then those are good things to kind of look at and pursue a little bit more closely. But also just remembering the process and remembering how God has worked in mm-hmm. your life and in mm-hmm. your relationship might quell some of those, like the, the nerves that tend to come up as you're making this big commitment. Right. And then I guess that there's, uh, first of all, and some people who have a natural inclination to be concerned about the future, right? Oh, so yeah. if you are if you realize you're always concerned about the future, well, y- you will also be anxious about taking a big step like this one. Yeah. Uh, and therefore, that's where you have to trust God more and rely also on the help of, if you want to put it in general terms, the community, right? Like parents, family members, friends, because they will continue to be there. You're not completely on your own. You have God and you have people around mm-hmm. you, right? And then the discernment that you said, uh, Ben, uh, what, how would you distinguish or uh, express that? Because there's people who say discernment and not everybody understands what that means. Um, how is prayer involved in that and how is... Uh, consideration, prayer, and then uh, trust, right? Trust in the other person and trust in God as well. Yeah. Well, I think the first thing is in that discernment, you have to be honest with yourself and honest with the other person. So if it is something that you see um, in the character of the other person, then being honest that, okay, that is something potentially concerning and and admitting that to yourself and then asking God, okay, is this something that um, maybe I should be dating somebody else or et cetera. Right, right. Um, so I think being honest with yourself and then potentially being honest with the other person too, like obviously with prudence, you know, and prayer, but like if there is something concerning to admit that, because if you kind of just bury that, then you're not allowing room for that discernment to happen. Um, and then you're going to um, end up denying something and then it could lead you to make a decision you may regret. But I think if you have that honesty and if you have that relationship where you can communicate, then maybe it's not an issue or you can talk to people that you trust uh, about that. And that's part of being honest too. Um, so this, unfortunately there's not a one size solution exactly. to fitting discernment, but I think the, at least in principle, the most important thing is not to say, well, that's not going to be an issue. Right. If you, if you see something that's concerning and it could be about yourself too. Like I don't want to exactly. put all the, the, like it's something about yourself. You have to admit, okay, I have this, I have this weakness mm-hmm. or there's something mm-hmm. that's there concerning 
admitting that kind of wrestling with that is, I would say, at least the first big step and not just saying, oh, it'll, it'll resolve itself or it's not that big of a deal, right? Like right. give it space to, to actually discern it. Right. And I think, I guess that that's where, first of all, prayer comes in, mm. like time and quiet before God and let God speak to your heart and you open your heart to Christ. And then uh, the possibility of talking to a priest yes. or a sister or someone or a counselor, someone who can have some wisdom in this area that maybe not probably I don't have, like I as a young man or young woman don't ha know it all because this is the first time I'm facing this reality here. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that that's important, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, and nobody's perfect either too. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the other thing is, you know, in dating and discerning, you're going to realize, okay, I have weaknesses, they have weaknesses. And so that's why I, I can stress the honesty about working through those and then actually taking steps to be better uh, in those areas, obviously, of course, with God's grace and the sacraments too. So, right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also not being afraid to talk about some of these things that are maybe a problem or a concern, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Now, that's where also uh, another thing I wanted to ask you about is dating and here's like dating is sort of like a moment for discernment as well so how would you say or why would you say that a period of dating and engagement is important because there has to be a period of where there's some dating you know and mm -hmm. uh, or courting or what like respectful getting to know each other so how would you say is that that is important to what extent Absolutely. It's, it's important. Um, I'm really grateful that we had, we were friends for a while before we dated, then we dated for like two years and then we were engaged for a year. So we mm -hmm. had a long time to get to know each other. And part of why I'm grateful for that is a, it helped me identify things about myself that there are things that weaknesses I had that I could start to work through and mm -hmm. grow from, um, in relationship with Ben and we could realize how we work together about different things as well. So that was a really great opportunity. And it's just, it takes time to get to know a person and it takes time for God to speak sometimes as well. So just giving that time, giving that space and there's not like, it's, it is good to be married, but also you're going to be married for the rest of your life. So taking the time to do it well and to get to know the person to whom you're making that lifelong commitment is, is well worth it. Right. Right. Well, dating and engagement allows you to, of course, address the, like the big issues and the topics, right? To make sure that you're on the same page about fundamental issues. But I think also, and sometimes I forgot this and other Catholics forget it too, it's, it's good just to have fun with the other person. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. when you're married, you're not always having big conversations. Like usually you're just making dinner together or playing a board game or just enjoying being in the other person's presence. So I think that like the other good thing about dating is you can just enjoy that timing and say, hey, is this person I can just hang around all the time? And not only that they don't drive me crazy, but I actually enjoy spending my life with mm -hmm. them because um, obviously you got to have those core issues resolved. But I think sometimes there's uh, so much of a focus on that that we forget, well, it, it is supposed to be fun and enjoyable just of to course. be with the other person. So I think that that's the other important thing is learning about yourself and learning um, about the other person in, in a natural environment and letting it grow naturally. Mm -hmm. um, and then and not trying to force it to be one way or the other, but just kind of seeing where it goes and where God leads you in that gentle manner. Very good. Now, you uh, touched on an issue that I think, or a topic that is, I think is important, and that is to talk when you're dating about fundamental issues. Mm -hmm. What would you say are some of those fundamental issues for young 
couples that are dating and that maybe they're just dating because they like each other and they don't talk about anything that is fundamental regarding marriage. What would you say are some of those things? Now, of course, they have the ethical issues. Now, mm -hmm. making sure you're on the same ethical, you know, in accordance with the church's teaching. And, and if not, then to wrestle with those issues. It may not be something where you automatically discount it, but have that authentic, you know, uh, make sure you're on the same ground. Make sure that you're both in accordance with the church's teaching before you go into marriage and those sorts of things. But also how to raise a family and, mm -hmm. and schooling and um, what you want for your children and what you want mm -hmm. to give them. So um, what kind of lifestyle you want to lead and, and those sorts of things. And that will come up, I think, naturally, like as, as the relationship progresses, right? Like, um, but yeah, those are certain things that you know, like you need to kind of discuss and, and, and have those meaningful conversations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And kind of even also just finding, do you value the same things? And if there's a difference in values how important is that difference? And is that something that you can work together in your relationship with those differing values? Or is it something where you can meet at a midpoint? Or is it something where that's that's a major important clarification that you need to know right. going forward with this person? Right, I would say, so just to throw out some names there and you tell me, yeah, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> so one is religion, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And how you will practice it. Are we, yeah. are we making God the center of our lives? Yeah going to mass, you know, prayer and so forth, then what what format of family do we want? Like, uh, are we going to both be trying to be businessmen and rich and very <laughs> successful, you know, each one in his world or trying to work something together and so forth? The same thing with children and so forth. And what education you're going to give your children, all those, all those things, right? Mm -hmm. I think that is important at least to talk about. Oh, yeah. uh, Absolutely. Because then there will be those will be addressed eventually yes. in one, whether you like it or not, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. better address it before, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We, uh, we often, like we had a lot of those conversations and even some of the like quirks and individual things about each other, but it's like, there's a lot of things in the last year of like, well, I knew exactly who I married and right, right. it's sometimes like, I didn't realize um, some of his hobbies, how invested he was in them, <laughs> but that was still delightful to find out about as right. we're as we're married. But I knew he was interested in those hobbies before we did. Right. Very good. So Ben, as far as dating goes, what does a young man look for or what should a young man look for in a future wife? Well, I'd say the the first thing to look for is, is something I touched on earlier is, is the character, you know, and I think this goes kind of touches on your previous question about, you know, um, why is dating important is to provide that time, like not to make it too philosophical, but, you know, Aristotle talks about various levels of friendship and he talks about the most perfect form of friendship is those who are alike in character because that's the the, the most uh, stable relationship. Mm -hmm. And I would add, you know, he's pagan, but, you know, God is even more stable than that. So if you have similar character and God is at center, then that relationship is solid. But as Aristotle points out, that takes time. So the thing to look for in a wife then is most importantly her virtue and her character. You know, how does she have that relationship with God? Who is she? Um, but especially in, in moments where there's sorrow involved or tragedy or difficulty, how do they mm -hmm. respond to mm -hmm. that? And so kind of assessing the character of, of the person and of yourself and where you need to grow. But then also looking for somebody who not only knows their weaknesses, but is also willing to improve and take those actual steps to improving. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's sometimes easier to say, oh, I have this issue, but it's a lot harder than try to overcome them. And of course. of course that has to be with God's grace. But, and is that person willing to do it, you know, just for me? Or are they, did they do that on their own even before me? You know, and, and, for, and, God. and, yeah, yeah. for God and, and for themselves, you know? And so kind of looking at the person's character and then seeing those attributes that you want that are most important about any human being, but then, 
um, finding that in the other person. I would say that's the the most important aspect. Very good, and Amy. What would you say a young woman would look in a, for in a future husband? Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard to follow up with that. Like, I think a lot of the things about character um, mm-hmm. are very true for um, women looking for a husband as well. But kind of where one of the things that attracted me to Ben was honestly his prayer life, seeing him regularly at daily mass and like wanting to grow in that relationship with mm-hmm. Christ. And it's mm-hmm. not just a like a, a surface level, um, like we we all pray and we all fall short often but also trying that trying to be transformed by God's grace and mm-hmm. that openness and that willingness to, and also um, seeing how he treats other people. Like, is he respectful to other people? Um, what kind of friend is he to the other people that he's around? Those are things that I think are good for women to look for and pay exactly. attention to as we're seeking a husband. Very good. Very good. Well, uh, I always encourage uh, young men and women who are dating to stay pure, right? I say it's always important, first of all, because it's otherwise sinful, right, to be impure, and that gets God out of the equation, right? So you want God in the relationship, but more than just, not, okay, not more, but not just the matter of whether it's sinful or not, it also helps uh, the individuals to get to know themselves as persons and not just as uh, elements of pleasure, right? So why would you, in your opinion, if you were to give advice to young couples, let's say, uh, younger couples, uh, why would you say purity is important during date, dating or you know, before marriage, even, even when they are already engaged? Some people say, oh, we're already engaged. We're going to get married so we can do whatever. So no, it's still important. Why, why would you say it's important? Honestly, it's such a gift when you are married to be able to give that mm-hmm. to your spouse. Um, I think is probably the one of the biggest things from our, our own experience. But it's also a time where you do get to know yourself and you do realize where you struggle that maybe you didn't realize before you were in a relationship mm-hmm. and being able to work through that with another person and also unite that to God. Um, it It's incredibly, in some ways, liberating. Yeah. I, I think the other thing too is we think about it, it's purity, it's, it's self-mastery as, as uh, John Paul II said. So I mm-hmm. think just the ability to identify, okay, I have these desires, which are not all bad, right? You know, the desire to be with somebody is good, but how do I control them? Because that doesn't go away when you get married. Like you not only have to have control over your sexual desires, but your desires in general. So this this kind of training and dating and engaging to be pure is a training that um, is goes beyond just the element of of, of sexual purity, but just about, again, who you are and your your development of your virtue. And, you know, how do you deal with emotions both good and bad and how do you respond to those so i think it's even broader it's about forming you as a person and and as a child god wonderful wonderful so um now talking about marriage itself right so uh, we know our lord jesus christ established marriage as a lifelong covenant between one man and one woman and he being god elevated the natural institution of marriage right to the level of a sacrament giving it grace and making it one of the seven sacraments of the church. So, uh, in that sense, it is intended for the mutual spiritual good of the spouses, right, so that they may help each other get to heaven, and when, avail- when they are there, for the, also for the good of the children, so that they may help, the parents may help the children get to heaven. So today, unfortunately, uh, we live in a society that uh, believes less and less in the lifelong, and the First on the on the goodness of a lifelong commitment, but also on the possibility of a lifelong commitment 
uh, of marriage. So why would you say, uh, and the question, I, I bring up this question because once it stuck with me, I was uh, talking with a particular student in a particular place, and um, you know, they they were dating, he, this girl was dating someone, and I suggested, well, and are you thinking about getting married? And I, they said, this girl said, no, I'm not planning on getting mar married. You know, my parents are married. I just think it's a terrible organization that is like ruined. It's like useless. So it just struck me so much. I didn't know where did this girl get all this concept when she's from a Catholic family and a Catholic school. So here's my question to you. Why would you say that it is good to get married? It's worthwhile. It's a sacrifice, but it's a good thing. And it's better than to just have relationships that many times are sequential. So you have one and then eventually you get tired and have another one or just living together and maybe having children and so forth. Yeah. So I think there's kind of, I have three reasons, I guess. Mm -hmm. One is our culture often presents dating as kind of like this thrilling thing where there's this relationship and you're trying to figure out, you're trying to get to know the other person and it's it's exciting and it's new. And then when it doesn't work out, you get to do it again, right? And so there there is some level of excitement there of dating and it's supposed to be there. But also with marriage, it seems like, oh, you're stuck with this person for the rest mm -hmm. of your life. That doesn't seem exciting, but it's actually incredibly freeing because Ben knows me and I can just be myself around him. I don't have to figure him out. Like I can still continually get to know him as he grows and develops um, over the years. And that that will be a beautiful and exciting adventure as well. But there's also some stability there. And that's right. really beautiful that I can continue to grow. And I don't have to worry about, is he going to still love me or not? Because we've made that commitment. Um, and the second thing is that that commitment, um, even though in some ways it's, it's scary to make a lifelong commitment to someone that, again, most people don't have that experience of, it's also really secure. Like, I know he's not going to leave me um, because we made this commitment to each other. So I can trust him and I can um, grow and build on a life together with him in ways mm -hmm. that I couldn't if it's like if I don't know if this is going to work out. So while some people might look at a, a um, like living together and not being married, it's like, well, we don't want to like, if, well, maybe it won't work out. We don't want to have to um, get a divorce or something like that. But then it's also you're kind of setting yourself up, selves up for that because exactly. while being married is hard, that commitment also makes you secure. And the third reason is honestly the grace that comes from marriage. I remember as we were engaged in preparing for the sacrament of like, okay, we're doing the wedding planning, but we're also just doing some of the daily things of interacting and being students. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I just really want the grace of a sacrament of matrimony because it's hard just doing daily life mm -hmm. together sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, I would, I mean, of course, all those are good reasons. I would, I would just add you to it. You agree with everything. I agree with everything, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I I, think of what you said with your uh, the student that approached you and said, why would I want to be married? Obviously, for all the reasons Amy just said, but I also would, would push back, you know, like, well, why would you not want to be in a marriage relationship? Because either, like, you don't want to do it because you just enjoy the, the pleasure of being with the other person, but not for the relationship itself. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people can recognize that that's very selfish. You know, like you're treating the other person and your, yourself fundamentally as, as a, an object. And that's obviously sad to see, right? And that's not going to lead to anybody's long-term happiness, even short-term happiness. But also, even if, let's say you're in a relationship and you want to live together and, you, you know, you want to have, you're, you're in it for more than just the pleasure of it. You're, you're in it for the relationship. You really mm -hmm. do care about that person mm -hmm. and you want it for that relationship. The thing that I find really sad is 
they're searching for that relationship, but they're seeking it in a way that undermines it. Right. Um, and, and to me, that's really sad because you're searching for that fulfillment in a relationship, but you're pursuing it in a way that you're like cutting yourself at the knees for it, you know, and, and you're not able to actually have that relationship flourish and be, be that support, that strength, that security that Amy was talking about. So I think that that to me is sad is they're looking for something and then pursuing it in the very way that's undermining it. Uh, like it's it's going to be much a much greater personal relationship when there is marriage involved yes. than if there is no such long like permanent lifelong because the key is the lifelong commitment yes. right yes. so i'm giving myself to you entirely for my life and that well we're in this together it's a project from yeah. now on and we want to get to know each other etc et things that may not happen i mean they may try to make it happen but it's always going to be limited in a relationship that is like has a plan b there's yes. always a plan yes. b you know we can start something else with somebody else you know Right. So yeah. Well, very good. Um, so what are why what did you share a little bit? What do you think would be some challenges of married life and what are some of its benefits? Yeah. Challenges first, so then we end up with a yeah. nice thing. <laughs> well, I think uh, some of the challenges is just trying to integrate your two lives together. You know, like I think that just on the daily level of trying to um, you know, figuring out who's doing what and, and adapting to people's different styles and adapting yourself for the other person to accommodate them. and How you and, prepare coffee. And exactly. <laughs> well, she doesn't drink coffee, which is, you know, it's all for me then. So <laughs> I'm always the one on a, on a caffeine high. But um, I, I think the other challenge is, is you know, communication. You know, I, I, I remember being, you know, before I was dating and engaged to Amy and thinking, oh man, like I'm I'm a really good communicator. And then I got engaged and I'm like, I am not very good at communicating. <laughs> and and so kind of um, make sure to have that communication skills and develop those. And I think that's something else like we were able to grow in that in dating and engagement, but then also that's difficult in marriage as well. So I think those mm -hmm. would be some. Yeah, um, I think a lot of that. I think also just expectations of it's very easy to go into either a dating relationship, engagement, and even there's been some moments in marriage where it's I expected one thing that I also didn't communicate and then was Ben didn't do what I expected him to do because he didn't know that that's what I expected right, him right. to do. And so those kind of mishaps and miscommunications um, can be challenging as well. And just trying to, again, you've you've lived two separate lives. You've had different friends. You've had different families and trying to bring all of that together. There's some bumps that happen along the road, but it's it's very good when you do find the ways that you do fit together. Mm -hmm. And what would be some things that can damage the relationship between husband and wife, and then how to strengthen your relationship together? Well, I want to talk about some of the benefits, too, because those are good, oh, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, some of the benefits, I mean, and this is, you know, kind of the, the flip side of what, what can damage that is. Right. Um, you know, some of the benefits is having that that support. I mean, and obviously um, emotional support in just daily life, but also the spiritual support, somebody who calls you and holds you to accountability for mm -hmm. for following God and, and, and you know, living up to the commitments that you made. So, um, and, and just having somebody that's there to support you, to, to give you God's grace, you know, in ways that um, I, I didn't expect, actually. You know, that, that's something that was very beautiful that Amy um, offers is, is gives me an example of how God loves me. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, something that could damage that is the lack of communication, you know, is, is to uh, fail to, to kind of allow the distance or complacency to allow you to not to communicate and not be there for the person and not do those little things that, that are make 
marriage beautiful and helpful that mm-hmm. God is in those small things that you do every day. So, yeah, um, and benefits I would say just getting to spend every day with my best friend is uh-huh. is awesome, and <laughs> getting awesome. to pray with him, work with him, study with him it's it's been amazing. Um, and then yeah, some of the um, things things that could strengthen your relationship as a couple. So I I. Uh, we're here in the Minas Christi Family Center in our little studio here, and you guys come frequently to Mass, even daily Mass. Obviously, that's a really good thing. But, well, counting that, too, in the equation, what would you say are things that help uh, a marriage thrive? Yeah, um, one of the things that uh, my friend actually suggested was having a, a moment at some point that we decided early on in our marriage that every day we would have this time together um, so for us, it's praying night prayer together mm-hmm. and we make it like we go to bed at the same time so that we have that regardless of how the day is gone, regardless of whatever stress we've had, we have that moment to kind of be with each other and not have to worry about what the other person thinks or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's definitely one thing that I think has been really beneficial for us and prayer and incorporating God into our marriage. And that's something we're still learning how to do and do trying to improve on and do better. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, prayer and everything that you guys have said mm-hmm. already, but um, I, I didn't I didn't coin this phrase, but I heard it, and I, I think it's good advice is the idea of like dating your spouse, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, still uh, putting that effort forth to to do enjoyable things and fun things, and not just let kind of like the day to day and let things slip by. You know, just kind of, of course we can do that in our prayer life too, where we kind of let things slip by. And I think the same thing as our relationship with um, our spouse is that we should be intentional about the time that we spend and. And it doesn't have to be big. I mean, we sometimes just you know play a board game or take a nice right. walk or right. something like that where we can just connect and just be together. I think that's also important. And, you know, um, whether you have kids or not, I think that's really right. important to have. A sort of date. Yes. A weekly date. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. very good. That, that's, I, I recommend that all the time. So good, good. That's, that's awesome. So any last thoughts or comments that you'd like to uh, share with uh, college students or people who are considering marriage or dating or whether they're going to propose to their uh, girlfriend and any any thoughts that you would like to throw out there i think one of the main things is and and i succumbed to this problem too when i was at least dating and in college and stuff like that is focusing so much on you know the other person needs to meet my expectations and that's obviously important i don't want to demean that but also i think it's more important to focus on yourself and how you are growing and saying okay, um, not just is this person perfect for me or what's the ideal person, but how can I be a better person for my spouse? Mm-hmm. And so allowing yourself to be transformed by grace and to seek that actively and then to allow space and opportunity for God to work and for if you've discerned marriage is your call to allow that to happen. But but to keep that focus on yourself and on God rather than just saying, okay, this person has to meet this this level of criteria, you know? And mm-hmm. so I would say um, be as focused on yourself and even more focused on yourself and your relationship with God and growing holier um, than, than just, you know, putting all those expectations on somebody else mm-hmm. too. So, and then if you do that, then, you know, God will bless you with that person because hopefully uh, as you focus on yourself, uh, God will bless you with that person who's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would say for... Um for either young couples or for um, even people who are single and still discerning where, where God is calling them to, I mean, God gives us grace to do his will, but sometimes we are, we have higher expectations on ourselves than God has on us. Mm-hmm. And so um, for young couples who are married, like give yourself some grace, like it, 
marriage, like you're still learning a lot about the other person and the first year isn't always perfect. It's, but it's good because you have that opportunity and you have those graces from God to grow together. So make yourselves, avail yourselves of those graces. And if you're single and you're still discerning where God is calling you and which person he is calling you to marry, like give yourself the, the grace as well that God will reveal that in his time and just continue to avail yourselves of the sacraments and be close to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd like to just add to that about expectations too. I think that um, sometimes it's an expectation that the other spouse will make you happy. or Your life will be perfect once you're married. And it's like, well, if you have that expectation for your spouse, it doesn't matter how perfect they're going to be. They're always going to fall short of that. Mm-hmm. Like your ultimate fulfillment still resides in God. And your spouse is never going to be able to fulfill that for you. If you if, if you have the expectation they're going to be God, they're going to fall short. Right. Um, and so I think it's important to have, you know, so that's why it's one of many reasons why it's important to have God at the center because he is the one that's going to fulfill you. And that other person can lead you to God and help, you know, be the image of God. But um, they aren't God. They're going to have a short... Uh, um, uh, limitations. Limitations, yes. And then also like realize and have those good friendships too outside of uh, marriage too that that you know that you can be around and enjoy things with too like your spouse it isn't everything so if you're dating you aren't in a relationship you'll cultivate really good friendships that's going to help you grow mm-hmm. as a person grow closer to god as well so managing expectations is also important of course very good all right well thank you very much for for being here for spending your time with us today and uh, sharing your thoughts i really appreciate it i think it's really important uh, and also thank you everyone for listening today uh let's pray for you know ben for amy yes, please for their for their future for their marriage and uh again thank you everyone for listening if you've uh, liked this episode uh please share it with others and if you uh, could please leave a review there in apple podcast or spotify so thank you amy and thank you ben for being with us today thank you so much yes, Father. thank you Very good. God bless you, everyone, and we'll see you next time.